Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hey beauties, episode 36. Are you sabotaging your love life? So first of all, Kate and I are so unbelievably grateful for you. You are listening from all over the world and that makes us so happy. We love the participation in the Facebook group. We love hearing your messages about you falling in love in a healthy way, you leaving toxic relationships, you falling in love with yourself. This podcast is our love and joy, and we're so, so happy to share all of this with you. So thank you for sharing it with your friends. Thank you for your reviews. Some of you have written the most beautiful reviews, and it really matters. And this is the podcast for breaking free from the fairy tale, and we want the real deal truth about love out there. And there's a lot of freaking relationship podcasts out there. And so we are so grateful for you that you're listening to ours. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And sabotaging love is a hot freaking topic out there <laughs> right now. And in my experience, I think a lot of women know on some level that they're doing it, but then a lot of women don't know how to shift it or in Kate's work, exactly what's happening when they sabotage. So Kate and I are both relationship mentors, teachers, lovers, <laughs> and we hey. do different work. And so you've been listening to us for a while, or maybe you're being introduced to us for the first time. And we thought it was important to really get clear on the different work that we do. So today's episode, we are in full celebration of Kate's epic work. We're going to give you a little taste of what she does and invite you to a free experience that she's offering this September. So if you're listening, September, 2020, stay tuned for the dates on this live experience. So Kate, how did this work start for you? What do you want to say about sabotage and women's oh, love lives? Well, um, so I started my awakening journey of like starting to peel back the layers of who I'm not and start to peel back my conditioned self and all my patterns back like 14 years ago when I was 25 is when I studied coaching and counseling and holistic wellness. And it was all a self-study. So everything that I learned in school, which I love experiential learning for me and my learning style, that is the only way mm -hmm. that I actually retain and thrive in the school system or in school. And so I, in this experiential training, one of the courses that we took was called persona therapy. And it was like a weekend with this guy named John Fleming, who's from Vancouver, super cool dude. 
And he created this work called persona therapy because he was working as a counselor and a coach. And he noticed over the years, he kept seeing people with these different parts of themselves. And they'd show up with like the good parts, the bad parts, the ugly parts, the parts they were ashamed of and embarrassed of. And so I really, really gravitated towards his work. And I loved learning about my, all of these different parts of myself. And one of the things that I struggle with that I, if you, if you've been following us for a while, you know that I used to struggle a lot with jealousy in relationships. I couldn't not be in a relationship, but yet when I was in relationships, they were so fucking painful because I was so jealous and so insecure and worried that they would fall in love with another woman. And and so when I was working, um, after I did this course with John, I ended up hiring him and my partner, Charlie, and I went to see him together and we named these ugly parts of ourselves that we felt really ashamed of. And for me, it was my, it was my, um, I keep wanting to say saboteur, but it's not. So it was one of the, in his work, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I named the jealous part of me and I named her Regina. And it was based after the girl, the girl mean character girls. from Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. Cause she was like so mean to me. She was just like, you're ugly, you're fat. Everyone else is amazing. So it was the reverse. I was an internalized Regina. And this was the only thing that helped me start to shift jealousy. I had done so many, I had tried so many things. I'd worked with healers and coaches and I'd invested so much in trying to get rid of this part or heal this part or disown this part or I don't know, overcome it. And it wasn't until I befriended the part and got to know her, like she was my friend and my roommate that she stopped leading my life and stopped mm. taking over. And so that was such a huge, huge part of my journey up for myself. I didn't know that I was going to end up creating work that was inspired from that experience because my work just came through me. It was about uh, almost five years ago that I started creating it. Mm. And this method I'd already been coaching for many, many years. And I was more in the business realm, but I would work, had worked with so many women. And I saw the ways I, I was working in the business realm and saw all the ways that women sabotage themselves in business and how the men, like my male clients had no problem charging shit ton of money. They had no problem, you know, taking on tons of clients or attracting clients, whatever. And all the women were like, well, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready or good enough, or there's just a self-worth issue across the line. Mm. And so that is what inspired me. And of course, I saw the same patterns playing out in love and relationship. And that's where my self-worth was affected the most was in relationships. And so that's when I started to create my own. I didn't even know, actually, I was creating my own method. I just created a course. It was like a 90-day course. And it was helping women reclaim and get back to the light of who they are. It was called Ignite Your Light. And when I birthed that, one of the archetypes I had these, I had, I think six archetypes they were going to go through in the course. And one of them was the saboteur. And I didn't even know what that was, but I'm like, there's a part of, well, I mean, I knew it was the ego, but I'm like, there's a part of us that sabotages us. And then there's your soul self. And I broke the soul self down into different archetypes. Mm -hmm. And this ended up birthing my work and becoming my work in the world. So I took this Regina, you know, concept and was like, okay. And apparently other people use the term saboteur as well. I've heard that there's other, there's like authors out there who use the term saboteur. I'd never heard it before. I was like the part that's sabotaging me from being who I am and from getting what I want and, and like having the life that I desire. 
And so I started getting really, really intimate and then all, had all my clients name their saboteur in this first little program that I did. And it was so powerful watching them start to see like, oh, wait a second, that's not me, that's Regina, that's not me, that's Dolores, that's not me, that's Hillary. And all of a sudden they felt so empowered because they stopped associating themselves with these patterns. Right. And of course it's still a part of them, but I, I always say like, look at, look at your saboteur, like she's your roommate and she's there to, she thinks she's, she thinks she's there to protect you. She thinks she's like your babysitter, but you're an adult now and you don't need the, this part to protect you. What she's actually doing is hurting you and is sabotaging you. So that's how the saboteur work came about. And then of course, over time, like it was so it was so much more than I thought it was going to be. I had no idea what was going to come from this program. And it was amazing and helping women reclaim who they really are. So then I started doing it with one-on-one -on -one clients. And then I started doing it in, in um, live events, started doing retreats in Italy and Greece. And it just became this incredible method that's so life-changing. And so back in July, I decided to birth because of COVID and not being able to go out and do talks. I decided to birth a masterclass and it was actually my marketing director's idea to use the saboteur um, archetypes that I had been teaching and working with my clients, how each saboteur has a different flavor to her. And we all identify, some identify with all five of the saboteur archetypes and some just identify with one or two or like they, they sometimes they, uh, they play out at different times in our lives and different relationships and different people who trigger us in different ways. And then the saboteur will show up in different ways. But I brought it to masterclass format and had no, like, yeah, it was so cool. It was so powerful. The women felt so empowered and it was so helpful for them to start to see, oh, wait, this isn't me. That voice in my head that's constantly going against what I truly want isn't me. It's so freeing. So yeah. Did that answer your question? Yes. Love method and what is yes. sabotage. And it's so important to name the parts because I watch so many women blame. I, I've yes. never, all my male clients don't walk around with the second guessing self-blame no. crap, but women always think like, oh, there must be something wrong with me because I have this part, right? Rather than all of our egos, the saboteur energetic, the archetype is designed to protect. It kept you alive. And one of the most powerful quotes I ever heard is what helped you survive as a child is what suffocates you as an adult. Yes. And that's exactly how I see it. That's exactly how I see it. That was this part of us. That's why it's not about like disowning or getting rid of or shaming right. or blaming. It's like the reason women can't break free of their patterns is because they stay stuck in doing the pattern and then beating themselves up for doing the thing, doing the thing, beating themselves up for doing the thing. And so we, it's almost impossible to break free from patterns. And that's why it's so powerful because when we were little, that part of you did keep you alive. That part of you did keep you safe. It kept you surviving and fitting in and, you know, getting love and attention and affection and all the things you needed as a child, but it's hurting you now. It's sabotaging you from, from everything. Right. So what's going to happen in this experience? Well, we're doing it in a, in a different format this time. It's actually called the virtual retreat. So last time it was a five-day masterclass. This time it's a two-day virtual retreat. Mm. And I will be doing them every other month. So I, it, it, it'll be a surprise as to which format. So if you're listening to this podcast episode and it's 2021, um, there will be more. So just go to Expanded Love 
uh, expandedlovemethod.com or go to Kate Harlow XO on Instagram to look up the, in my bio, to look up the most recent masterclass or virtual retreat coming up. But yeah, basically I will be going deep, deep, deep into all five of the saboteur archetypes and not just explaining what they are, but also going into how to break free from letting this part of you lead. And there's an antidote to each archetype that will help you come into balance, that will help you stop sabotaging your love life, your career, your happiness, your energy, your joy. This is how you reclaim who you really are. First, you got to get intimate with the part of you that's stopping you, right. that's sabotaging you. And if you don't know your defenses, then you can't change them. Mm. Right. And I keep thinking there, there is, there is no shame in being a freaking human being and Mm. we all have them. But if you stay stuck in the self-blame or making yourself wrong versus, huh, let me get to know what I do so that I can actually make more empowered choices. Do you want to give little teasers about all the archetypes right now? Yeah, sure. I, yeah, it's, um, One of the things that I love about this work and it's fitting because it feels like it's really aligned with my personality is it's like, it's a really, it's a, it's a way to lighten the experience of transformation because there's a lot of work out there that's like shadow work and where you're working with really your saboteur, but it's in a really heavy way. And which is, you know, impactful and it works. And I did a lot of work like that. And yet, witnessing my clients go through this experience and every single one of them is a completely different woman on the other side of it. Once she intimately knows her saboteur and doesn't let this part of her lead the, the way, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't mean this part's going away. It's just going in the back seat of your car instead of becoming the driver. It like, it brings lightness to our dark, mm-hmm. to our darkness, you know, to the this darker, gifts. the darker sides of ourselves. It just like feels so heavy and intense and dense. And it's like, Instead of me being like, oh, my jealousy, oh, I'm so jealous and insecure, I hate it. It's like, oh, that was Regina. <laughs> okay, Regina, <laughs> calm down. You know, like my friends can be like, wait, is Regina here right now? Like it's a way mm. to lighten, lighten the, these shadow parts of ourselves. And it also is amazing in relationship. Have you, you, I don't think you have named Andrews, but you should if you haven't. Have you? Um, he named it, but I oh, can't remember did. now. Oh, I'm like totally blanking on what it is now, but it is super fun to be able to do that. And we are not only one thing, Yeah, you know? And I I keep thinking without, I mean, the way to sabotage your love life is not know who you are. Yes. And one time I made a video on how one of the worst dating advice is advice statements out there is just be yourself. Yes. Right. And so the truth is, yes, be yourself to find true love, but- people think their true self is their saboteur. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so that becomes exactly. like just saying, just be yourself. Yes. If you're someone who's listened to that advice and have been like, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. Right? Like knowing your patterns, knowing what which archetype, you know, matches you, you yeah. is the, the only way you can step out of it. Otherwise you're just trying to find love from inside yes. your saboteur, yes. which is not going to work out very exactly. well. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's such a good point. It's like, you get sideswiped all the time. Let's say you're like, Oh my, Oh, it's just who I am. I'm a hopeless romantic. So you get into these relationships really quickly and everything's amazing. And it's, you know, is the best thing in the world. And then all of a sudden the guy ghosts you or it, it, you know, he's totally not who he thought it was. He was. And it's like, that was your saboteur. Like when a relationship is rushed in the beginning, that 
I'll reveal the first archetype, fantasy addict. That's the fantasy addict. When we get swept away by the idea of love, by the idea of the soulmate, the one, the husband, that's actually when we're not actually in the experience and letting a relationship slowly unfold, it is your wound and your pattern leading the way. But you might have convinced yourself or fit or looked in the mirror and thought, oh, I'm just a, rom a hopeless romantic, right? Because it's that is very glorified in our society and, and normalized, but it's rooted in fantasy being a hopeless romantic. And so yeah, that is one of the one of the ways. And there's so many ways. And I always like when I'm working with my clients, it's like there's we always look at like all the ways in which their saboteur did love, did relationships, did dating. Right. Versus dating from your soul, which I call your heroine, like actually dating in alignment with who you really are. And when you are no longer leading on your dates and obviously listening to this podcast helps with this mm -hmm. but when you're no longer leading from your saboteur on your dates or when you're getting into relationship or when you're navigating relationship it allows you to actually have the love that you desire yeah otherwise it's just this like quick high quick fix but thing that doesn't that fizzles out or that doesn't or that like smashes you in the face later or whatever because it's not really you leading so saboteur love is actually what's most common. Like the old paradigm, the old paradigm of codependency, like that's mostly saboteur love, you know, where, where we're going to celebrate making it to 50 years and everybody's going to grandparents celebration and cheering them on, even though they hate each other and they're miserable. And that's what's normal. That's saboteur love. The old paradigm is saboteur love. So the first one's the fantasy addict. We talk a lot about the aspects of the fantasy addict in the podcast, because this is a lot about unpacking the fantasy fairy tale story. There's a lot more to it um, that I'm not going to tell you today because I want you to join me on the expanded love virtual retreat. And this virtual retreat is totally free. Except, uh, the next one, September 12th and 13th. And each day is two hours. And if you can't make it those days, if you, I still recommend signing up because you'll be able to watch it for the next week. So it will be available for a week. But that is the fantasy addict. And the root of the fantasy addict is I don't matter if I don't have a relationship or if I don't have love or if I don't have a ring or if I don't have a husband. I don't matter. That's the root that's driving the fantasy addict. So the second one, I actually did a post about this one today, um, which is so common in women. The second one is the self-sacrificer. And the self-sacrificer is the nice girl, the doormat, the one who will do anything for anyone. And in the, in the beginning of relationships, like just shows up so fully for the guy and then feels super um, unsupported later because they're the ones, because they set it up that way. Um, quite often they end up feeling like they or that they end up being like the guy's mom because they, they do everything for them in the beginning and they sacrifice themselves in so many ways. And then they end up, um, you know, doing his laundry, cooking, cleaning, whatever, and then feeling resentful, resentful. later. <laughs> yeah. Resentment's a really common one with the self-sacrificer. So again, so much That's more to it. Behaving like a girlfriend before he's actually decided he wants you to be his yeah. girlfriend. And yeah. before you even know him. And and women that are self-sacrificers do it everywhere. I mean, I yeah. was I was chatting with a client yesterday and we're untangling her self-sacrificer. Um, her, she has a hybrid of self-sacrificer and, and one of the other ones. 
and um, we're untangling it right now because it literally is everywhere. So she has this story that like, oh, I'm super independent. I love being on my own. Like I always, I, I don't understand how women can't be alone. Like I'm divorced now and I'm like, love it. I'm just very independent. But the reality is she's never actually alone because she's the self-sacrificer. So she's always over-functioning for her ex, over-functioning for her kids, over-functioning for her friends, over-functioning for her mom, wow. everyone. Wow. And then she's never actually really with herself. So even though she might be alone, she's not really with herself. So that's a classic self-sacrificer. Everyone else comes first. And the root of the self-sacrificer is, I am only loved for what I do, not for who I am. It's these two, mm-hmm. fantasy addict and self-sacrificer. This is our culture. It's our like culture. These, these are the women that are celebrated when it's not who you are. Yeah. Not yeah. Who you are. Oh, she was so selfless. She was the most amazing woman <laughs> that I, that's just, I, I, that one just got yeah. uncovered yeah. I, by a Glennon Doyle quote a couple of weeks ago. And I just like, I'm still sitting on it. Like what? I can't believe we glorify. I love pulling apart language and like starting to be really, really mindful of the language we use. And mm-hmm. You know, we're, that is something that women have identified with for centuries being selfless. So I'm less of a self. What? Gross. Yes. (laughs) Right. Right. Crazy. Mm -hmm. So the third one is the isolator and this one, or in the attachment theory, this would be more like the avoidant, the isolator who typically isolators are very emotionally shut down. Um, Often they don't even know how they feel like they have no no feelings, no connection to their feelings, or they can't even feel their feelings. No access. I had, I've had several clients, and it was cultural mostly, um, who were completely disassociated from their feelings. And um, so that's what, it, or some isolators feel their feelings, but they just don't show anyone. And they're often the peacekeeper. Um, quite often, mm. iso- isolators feel alone, whether they're in relationship or whether they're single. They still feel alone because they, they're not actually letting anyone in. Um, so it, I believe that intimacy is is into me. You see, intimacy is actually like letting people in, being vulnerable and real, and sharing what's really going on. And but isolators are so frozen and so shut down from how they feel that they don't actually let anyone in. So it's a really, really hard wall to get through. Essentially, all of the different saboteur archetypes are walls. Um, But yeah, that's a little snippet of the isolator. Um, But again, in the masterclass or the virtual retreat, we go way Mm. deeper into it. Um, But that is a little snippet. And the root of the isolator is I'm not worthy or I'm a burden. Mm. Oh man, so many clients who say that one. So many. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the I'm so a burden many. is a big one. Really, like they don't. So because they believe they're a burden, they don't share how they feel because they right. don't want to burden other people. It's right. it breaks my heart. I have even friends who have that one that they've been untangling from. And I want to. I imagine if you're listening, you're maybe starting to already type yourself and remember that at the live experience, you're learning how to shift it because just knowing which part is like one one hundredth of how to do this work. And I want to be clear that you could be in a relationship and still have your saboteur running. Like this isn't about only single women, because if you are listening and you're the one who feels empty and alone or disconnected in your relationship, like check in, how have I been behaving in myself, right? So many women are quick to blame the outside world, right? They're not blaming themselves. They're blaming everybody around them, right? For why they behave the way they behave. And 
both of our work at the end of the day is about helping all of you set yourself free. Yes, right? exactly. And so this is really, really important. And again, the sabotaging your love life is all over the internet right now. And even this top, the title, like, are you sabotaging your love life? It's like, actually this podcast is someone else's another part of you yes. that you need to take the reins on. And that's got, like, go ahead. No, no. Were you, what were, I was just going to reiterate, right. Fantasy addict so far, self-sacrificer and isolator. Isolator. Yeah. And it's, it, 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 that's the power of it. It's like, we stop blaming ourselves. Like, Oh wait, that's not me because that voice in your head and these protective mechanisms, you learn them. You learn them from your family system. You learn them, which means going back generations, all the behaviors and rules and fears and worries and doubts and ways that women showed up in your family or that men showed up that you learn this from your family system. You learn this from your family unit growing up. You learn this from your school system. You learn this from your, the society that you were surrounded with, your friends, your, from bullies, from uh, boyfriends, from like the media. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. Your saboteur's storyline that she's playing out, it's not even your own. Like right. somebody else is writing the script of these thoughts that you're following. I'll share this story after I do the, actually maybe I'll just share it now. Um, I just moved and I'm starting to unpack all the ways, well, literally and figuratively <laughs> I'm unpacking, but I'm packing all the ways in which my saboteur was subtly tolerating crap um, mm. at my home that I was living in before. It was like, there were things that I loved about it. And this is what women do in relationship. Like I loved the view. It was a sweet little sanctuary. I loved the apartment itself. But there were so many little things. My neighbor smoked and it blew in my window and drove me crazy, even though you're not supposed to smoke in the building, but they didn't do anything about it. My other neighbors fought like domestic, like just crazy volatile relationship, breaking things. And there were all these little things niggling at me, but I was just tolerating it, right? That's what the saboteur does because when we're little, we have to tolerate so much because we're not in charge. So the saboteur learns, oh, just tolerate it. It's okay. Oh, you have to be the peacekeeper because your family's chaotic. And so you have to keep the peace, you know, or you have to tolerate crap. The self-sacrificer stays in really toxic relationships mm -hmm. because they are here to sacrifice themselves for others. That's what they learned. So the, 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 the gift in all of this is it's not who you are. Like that's the beauty of getting to know your saboteur is it's not who you are. It's disguising. This part of you is disguising itself as you, but it's not you. So you can get to know her. She's the, your roommate renting out the penthouse suite. And when you go on road trips, she does not get to drive anymore. But right now she's most likely driving your relationships, driving every area of your life because it impacts every area, every not area. just love. Yeah. Everything. So the next one is the controller. This is very common. Most of my clients are controller self-sacrificer hybrids. I work with a lot of those. So the controller is the walled woman. The controller is the woman who's like, I don't need a relationship. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm got my business. My life is really great. I don't need a relationship. That's the story she's bought into, or it can look like being in a relationship and being like, um, doing everything, not letting, you know, uh, being pissed off that your husband doesn't do anything and he doesn't take the lead and doesn't initiate, but doing everything right. <laughs> and not giving him the space to step forward. So it's right. the over-functioner, um, it's the perfectionist, the high expectations, the controllers working on overdrive, mm. go, 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 go. 
and um, you know, trying to control her external world so that she doesn't, so that she feels calmer on the inside, but it actually makes you feel worse on the inside. Right. And so the root of the controller is I don't trust life and I don't trust people and I don't trust anything. Yeah. So I have to control, I have to do everything myself. And probably I don't trust myself. I have so many, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. many of these clients. And, and I, in my experience too, the more chaotic your childhood was, the more controlling you're going to end up. Yes. But if you're single, this also shows up as like, if he like says the, the text that you don't want first, like everything is wrong, yes. right? Like if you're controlling your love life, like no one can ever do right yeah by you right like unless you're in charge and so it's that place of like i watch women have a whole idea about how someone should write the first message but they can't even be receptive to what the first message on a dating you know mm -hmm. app is right well he should have asked me this well whoa what I did happen yeah. <laughs> like are you even here right now yes yeah, yeah, I think of like all the women that I always talk about that went down the aisle and got married, even though they, it was a no for them internally, like they just had such a strong no, but they did it anyways. And that's so common. I mean, we've even heard that from a lot of the women we've interviewed. And that's, that's a hybrid of the controller, right? Trying to control people's perception of me and the perception of what I'm supposed to be doing. That's also a hybrid of the fantasy addict. Oh, everything's great. I'm getting married. I'm so happy. Best day of my life, right. even though I feel like I'm going to throw up. And the self-sacrificer, which is like, oh, I can't let anyone else down. I can't let him down. I don't want to hurt anyone. So I'm just going to go through with it. I'm just going to spend 70 grand on this like fake day and then and maybe another 10, 20 years and go through with it because I have no other options. So that's all saboteur. So in the mass class or the virtual retreat, whatever it's called, <laughs> I go deep into like so many stories and examples. So there's going to be ones I've mentioned here that you do not relate to that you will when you hear the masterclass because there's so many different ways they show yeah. up um, and they're seductive. Yes, they are. Yeah. It's a smart little fucker. <laughs> little fuckhead. <laughs> that we love. Um, and then the last one is the shapeshifter. And there's also mm. gifts in each saboteur archetype. So I talk about that on the master quest too. Because it's yeah. the, 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 the power of this work is building a relationship with this, these, this part of you, not not getting rid of it getting rid of it and and i so what's different between the persona therapy that i worked with and and saboteur is saboteur is one person it's like your roommate you get to know them you give them a name you get to know them like they're one person so yes these are five different archetypes and your saboteur so regina um definitely was a fantasy addict majorly and majorly self-sacrificer and she was a little bit of the last one that I'm about to share. Uh, not much controller, not much, um, not much isolator. And so you'll get to know because she, your saboteur has special flavor. Right. So the last one is the shapeshifter. And the shapeshifter can look so many ways, but one of the ways it looks is the woman, I'm sure you all can think of a friend who gets into relationships and all of a sudden she disappears. She's not, doesn't call you anymore. She all of a sudden is like, obsessed with baseball and, um, I don't know, pizza and beer, even though she didn't like any of those things before she met the guy, it's like the, the shape shifter is the one who, and we all do this a little bit to a varying degrees because of our, to, to protect ourselves because we don't feel safe 
relating because we have all this weird shit going on and so does the other person. Um, but the shapeshifter can look like, you know, becoming like the person. It can look like um, hiding parts of yourself. Mm. So when I went on my first date with Jeff, I shared at the end my love for human design. I looked up his chart. I started talking about all the spiritual things that I loved. And he was totally open because his dad's into it. His mom was Buddhist growing up. So he was exposed to a lot of spiritual teachings. And yet afterwards, my saboteur was like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shared too much. You should have hid that part of yourself. So it's like interesting to watch now, you know, the thoughts still being there and um, how that part is like wants us to show up. You know, I used to, before I'd go on a date, I'd go shopping till I found the perfect outfit and freak out if I didn't and like could never find the right thing to wear. It's like wanting to be, I would eat like two bites of my food and pretend I was like a little bird. Like <laughs> that's the shapeshifter. Right, um, right. It can also look like um, acting more confident around a guy. Like it's like putting on, it's putting on a mask. Like you're on a date and you're not being the same as you were when you were hanging out with your friends. That's the shapeshifter. And the root of the shapeshifter is I don't know who I am. Yeah. So I'll be who you need me to be or who I think you need me to be. I just keep thinking as I listen to this, everyone wants, right? If you're someone who wants to be deeply connected with someone, the only way to do that is through authenticity. And none of these are authentic. No. Right? None, none of them. No. And I love that you're really highlighting because you could be listening and, and start to name one for yourself, but really see you need to know who yours is. Yes. What the virtual retreat is. Because it isn't just like, oh yeah, I do that. Yeah. Right. And everything is a relationship. And it's insane to me this these teachings around like getting rid of your ego or throwing out your inner child. I don't understand. <laughs> Most people are handing it off to their partner. Um, but <laughs> it's this place, like what's so beautiful about this is it's really get to know yourself. You fall in love. I love yeah. my saboteur. I yeah. love her. Yeah. I see that she thinks she's doing a really great job, but she's doing a shit job. And yes. we live yes. my amazing life. And the fact that you're offering this for free is remarkable because mm -hmm. you only have ever offered this to your one-on-one -on -one clients. And yes. so if you are listening now, you're definitely going to want to get into this virtual retreat. And we both really stand for how important it is to have other women around you. So I'm sure that was the best about the masterclass, like other women just being alive. Oh, me too. Yes. I relate to that. Like I'm navigating this too. We do need each other. And especially now more than ever. Yes, totally. And, and the responses from the last masterclass, like everyone was just like, holy crap, this is so simple. It's so easy to digest. And I, and yet I feel like I understand myself so much deeper and women were like making crazy life changes and just amazing, like stepping up in such big ways just from the masterclass. And it's, it's powerful and yet it's simple and it helps you understand yourself so, so intimately. And it really, really will deeply change how you do dating and how you do relationships when you know this part of yourself. Because if you don't know this part of yourself, it's going to be the one leading. Like right. that's what happens. Say, it's the yeah. One if, you, if you don't know this part of you intimately, she's going to be running the show. And so join me. It's going to be amazing. We're going to, we're doing it live on zoom this time. Last time it was on Facebook live. So we, I couldn't see you. Um, we're doing it live on zoom. So I'll be able to see mm. you and it's going to be, so it'll be a beautiful, intimate container. 
And um, yeah, I'm so excited. So I'd love for you to get on. I know so many of you joined me last time and definitely come again because it absolutely like you, you can't hear this stuff enough. I mean, I have my clients who've been working with me for like four years, still get on, like come to every talk, get on all our podcasts and, um, and come to my master classes and virtual retreats. So it's worth it. Come again and again. Um, you will learn so much about yourself. You can't, yeah, you can't go wrong. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and totally free. And they go to where to sign up? So you go to expandedlovemethod.com forward slash masterclass. And it, you can also find it on my Instagram page, Kate Harlow XO. If you're not following me, follow me. And I'll be sharing lots about it on Instagram, um, but it's in the, the link is in my link tree in my bio and you can register there to save your spot. And there's lots of emails you'll get beforehand um, that'll give you little, little nuggets before mm-hmm. so and after. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see you there. I'm so excited for you to have this. And if you are listening when this episode releases, Kate will be live inside the New Truth Movement Facebook group, giving a little more teasing around the virtual <laughs> retreat. And, and as always, we're in that group, you know, with our intimate time for you to get to ask questions, learn from us. If you're curious about Kate's work, Hop on that live on Thursday. And if you're not already in the group, I keep thinking all the time, all those videos are saved. Yeah. So it's like double time. And yes. this is now episode 36, you know, and there's another 36 bonus videos of us yeah. in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. So if you aren't already in there, get on in there. Wishing you the best virtual retreat. I'm so excited for everyone that will get to experience it. And if you know a woman who needs to hear the message of the New Truth Podcast, share it with her. Be generous in this abundant world. And every day we hear the heartbreaking stories of women who are sacrificing themselves, settling and really struggling in relationships. And this is the movement of no more of that. Together. No more of that. Mm. And, we're, and rising together. So we will see you soon. The virtual retreat, September 12th and 13th, 2020. And if you're listening to this way later in the year, <laughs> still go to expandedlovemethod.com to see the next one. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sending all my love. See you there. Tell all your friends. <laughs>